So you need to take your anger, your pain, whatever it may be, and you need to say, listen, I'm hurting myself if I don't figure out a way forward. So why the fuck would I sit in a basement, continue to play video games when all that's doing is keeping me in the same fucking spot? I need to take control of my fucking life. I need to be honest with myself. I'm fucking unhappy and I need to find a solution. What is that solution? Here's a solution. Go get a job at the fucking Home Depot. Uh, your friends are going to make fun of you, whatever. Be, I always say this, be the best lumber salesman for a fucking year and, and, and manage a department there. In two years, you can be a fucking GM of a company that has a market cap of fucking $400 billion. And if you're a GM, you're making a, qu a quarter of a million dollars. So stop making excuses Go make the best of situations and do not care if people or you think people are going to make fun of you. Because here's the truth. People really don't care. People have their own lives. They really don't care. They might make a joke about you or laugh at you. Go make a fucking plan and stick to it. And don't worry about what fucking people are going to think. I, I, I can't handle it. Uh, we have a, a VV VIP on today. Uh, none other than one and only John Fosco from uh, Business of Biceps, but also today is, 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 I don't know if it's your first episode today, but launching a new podcast called Tough Business Podcast. Yeah. And I'm um, super happy to have you on, John. It's an honor. I've uh, personally been following you for, for a while. You're honestly one of the, the people I turn to for information, for news. Uh, I don't you know really watch new, uh, Fox or whatever, CNN, but um, you know there are only a, a few select people I, I whose perspective I, I, I value. So um, I, I, I'm so happy to have you here, man. It's, it's amazing. Hey, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys are doing something really cool over there and um, your show's great. So um, I, I, I feel uh, humbled that you guys have brought me on. But yeah, man, l listen, um, I think there's a lot uh, you guys talk about uh, that we have in common because this whole kind of entrepreneurship, let's talk about it. Let's record it podcast style movement. Um, it's real. It's not going anywhere. And I think there are a select few that are, uh, honest and they're honest with how hard it can be. They're not talking about the glitz and the glamour, the cars, like all that stuff that, that, that's not where the juice is at, right? The juice is in the other stuff. And I think that's, uh, at least from what I've heard from you guys, that's what you guys talk about. That's the good stuff. And that's what I like to focus on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent, you know, and I think, um, what's, what's, you know, our, our kind of story, like what started happening is like Lou and I met, we're honestly from like, totally different backgrounds and we started having a conversation where, um, like, like California pizza kitchen or whatever. And we're starting having a conversation and Leo at the time was thinking about like leaving his like nine to five job, um, I've been in business for a little bit. And while we're talking, Leo was like, hey, I think we should record this and put it out there because more people need to hear it. And um, and Leo was totally right because we've started putting it on iTunes and Instagram and we've really grown an organic following. And the kind of messages we got from people, especially from younger people, and we, our show is called The Enlightened Millennial. There is a huge group of people that you speak to as well, um, which is a kind of disenfranchised because we're kind of like left in the middle you have like our parent generation and then we, we've gone to school and like we're kind of the first foray into like the really digital age of like now we have all this technology around us and so like there's no one to really guide us like what do we do like how do we even live in this world where we're going almost to like a new you know back in the day you went into like the new industrial revolution it was like a whole change of how the economy was and now we're the almost like the first foray in there and there's like 
there's a lack of guidance, I think, from like professors and teachers and parents. And it's not because they don't want to guide us. It's because they don't know either. Like I can't go to, you know, my professor or like a parent and ask them like, hey, what, how do I build a business on Instagram? Like, how do I, there's a lot of instability at, at work right now. I can't just go to work and have like, and hope that I'm going to stay there forever. And like, they're going to take care of me. Like that world honestly doesn't really exist. So we speak to that kind of crowd and I know so do you. And now you have the Tough Business Podcast. So I wanted to really go into that um, a little bit and, and hear from you, man. You have a message about toughness and grit in business. Um, if you want to share that with your audience, like your general message, like your message, um, what that really is, and we can go into that a little bit more. Um, I think to be successful, if you're a self-starter, you are going to have so many things taken from you um, that hurt. And um, they're always going to hurt because to, to be successful, to ground up it, to bootstrap it, hard work has to be constant. And constant hard work means missing all those things that a 21-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 25-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 40-year-old wants to do in their personal lives. It could mean not having a relationship having a shitty relationship with your family it could mean losing all your friends from back home it, it it's lonely so if you think you want to do this just you you need to get calloused up and you need to get ready for pain because people don't give a shit about you you know people give a shit about what you can do for them and that's okay so right it, it's about accepting these 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 realities that if you were to lose your job today you were to lose all your money uh, your friends might talk to you on the phone, right? Oh, dude, I'm so sorry to hear that. When they hang it up, they're on to the fucking, uh, they're on to watching, you know, Shark Tank. They don't give a fucking shit. And, and, it, and it's not that they're bad people, right? It's that we should lower our expectations and stop thinking that people should care about us. We all have to care about ourselves. We right. all have That's to true. go out and get it ourselves. And I think so many people have feelings like, oh man, that's not fucking cool. When, when this happened to me, where were you? No one owes you anything. Like, like, like nobody owes you fucking shit. So expect to be hurt because when it happens, it doesn't hurt as bad. And then right. you're not on, on the ground like a fucking boxer who got dropped from a body shot. You just get up and, and, and you keep walking forward, you know? So I, I just think this life is full of fucking pain and, and it's okay. Pain's part of life, you know, pain, pain is meant, pain is meant to be felt, right? So, so, so many people try to hide from it because it, it hurts. So they'll do drugs, they'll party, they'll do, no, man, you have to feel pain and that's why it's there. And once you feel it, then you, well, then you can move on, but until you feel it, you can't move on. So I think accepting pain and that the world's not fair and that no one cares is a huge part of getting what you want uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Uh, couldn't agree more. And it's, it's a concept that. I, I speak about as well and we, we speak about on the show it's like I, I think we have this concept always of like waiting like waiting for someone to come like help us it's just like part of like the, this detail like fairy tale like you know you just kind of wait and the prince will show up like someone's gonna come out like and just like bail us out and I think we just all keep waiting and like nothing's gonna happen like no one's coming and I think that's like um I think you you know people will sometimes realize because you know we have this conversation with some of our friends and they're like Hey, yeah, I think next year, you know, I think it's going to be a good year. And, and you know, I was like, well, what are you going to do next year? You know, like, how is it going to be a good year? Like, if you're not taking massive action, like nothing will automatically happen. And there is this general consensus where like things will 
occur, like law of attraction, like things will just come into your life or someone will come into your life. That's how all the stories are. Like someone's going to walk in your life and you're going to meet them. It's going to be amazing. And it's just like, I think that that like mentality can be, can hurt people because it actually just keeps them average because honestly, no one's coming. And I think that's a big message that you share too. Do, do you think that this is more relevant now than ever before do you think our generation gen- you know is, is just a stereotype are they more softer because i feel like our parents and grandparents were talking about this more they probably were more tougher like what do you think has happened yeah so so number one I'll, I'll i'll say real quick to what you were saying um i always i always say in any form of, of business or or accomplishment waiting is not a strategy right so if you say oh this is going to be my year and there's no strat like wait waiting for it to be your waiting is never a strategy number one um so what happened in my opinion is that um so like um i used to when i grew up grew up my parents didn't care um if i was out throwing the football around fucking playing tackle football in the street um that's just what kids did Uh, my parents weren't calling my teachers up uh, you know, I'd bring home a report that, that, that was what it was. I, I would say for people like, you know, thir- 25 and under to where their feelings got so, uh, magnified and for whatever reason, parents started accepting those magnifying, uh, magnified feelings and they started validating them. They started saying, wait, wait a minute you were playing football outside and Jimmy called you a fat loser. Well, I need to call Jimmy's mom and fucking Mm -hmm. tell Jimmy's mom that as opposed to saying, you know, go handle it, son. Like, like go, go handle it, son. Because in the real world, there's a lot of people who are going to do a lot worse to you. But when you're conditioned as a child to have everything you say and do from an emotional standpoint matter, once you become an adult, and the real world and the business world, you don't matter. Nothing fucking matters. What you can do for people matters. What you can produce matters. Your feelings do not fucking matter. It's like a shell shock. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I'm going to throw a fit. I'm going to throw a fit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The fit's not working. He sexually harassed me. Uh, he sexually, he, he said, you're, you're Italian and, and Italians are like pigs, uh, fire him because that's racism. It's like there, there, there's this lack, this, uh, idea that my feelings are, are so important and I need to be heard is dude. It's just fucking, it's not how the world works. I'm not even going to say it should, or it shouldn't work that way. That's not how it works. So you can bitch all you fucking want about how it should be. It's not that way. And you can try to sue people and accuse people. You're just a fucking pussy. You're a fucking pussy who doesn't want to put the work in and fucking get the scars and bleed and keep getting up like everyone else who's successful. You're just a fucking pussy and you're a quitter and you always will be. And I think it's the parents' fault. I can. I knew I could rely on this conversation to happen because... Uh, Mr. Fosco, I, you know, I, I some, when I, when I would listen to some of the, your tracks and some of your content, I was like, this is like an older Preddy. And for some reason I would, I feel like, you know, you and Corey Greggy and, 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 you know, you as well, you resemble kind of us on a young, on a younger scale, on an older scale. So I, I see a lot of similarities between uh, my co-host Preddy and, and, and yourself. And 
with our show, I, I we we like to show that there there are more layers to success than than what you know what people see on Instagram or on on just TV or whatever. So Pretty and I have similar backgrounds, but we both uh, grew up in the Netherlands, and um, although we're both the same age, uh, we're we're in different stages of our business career. I started learning about business when I was 25. I had moved uh, from the Netherlands here to to Boston, and I had met Pretty at a at a, a networking event. And when I first met him, I was like, "Well, this this must be the definition of success. Is is this what it takes? Do I have to, you know, be like like him? Like, how, what what should I model?" and I, um, you know, there's, there's so much, there's so much that goes into it. And, uh, I don't know, like it just think the tough business advice and suggestions and, and just conversations like this, that we get into this, this is the real, it's the real deal. And I feel like it's just a privilege for us to be sharing this with, I don't know how many thousand people will reach with this, but I think it's, uh, I think it's, I, I love that, you know, you guys are, you guys are on this very similar frequency and, uh, just keep it going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, and I just wanted to. Uh, sorry, go ahead, man. No, no, I, I was just going to add that um, so many of us think about how we need to act to fit in or to be successful, and it's like if you ever think about how you need to act, okay, you you need to know that you're doing some, you're doing one thing, right? You you use the word in your head, you're you're acting. So if you're acting, that's not sustainable. The only right. way you, 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 you can achieve something long-term and keep it and build it is if you are yourself. So you have to accept who you are. Stop trying to fit into a box that you think others want you to fit into. And hey, like I remember Larry King said this about why he, for whatever reason, is so successful in TV. He said, dude, they're either going to like you or they're not going to like you. That's it. But you have no option but to be you because you cannot act your whole professional life it is not sustainable mm. right right but it, it is also about like adopting certain mindsets so if you're not because i think like that advice is, is very crucial it's about being authentic and if you have a show if you have a mic like yourself we do like people hear that right they know they can smell like is this authentic and they see it in your marketing they see it in your business and your branding and I think sometimes it gets confused where people say, well, I just like, this is just the way it's supposed to be. Like if I, if my feelings matter, then they just do. And I think there's a difference there because I, I do think like if you're not there yet and if you're not good at something, it doesn't mean you just like say, well, that's just how it is. I'm, I just, I don't want to adopt that. You know, no, you can get better. So if that mindset and the philosophy that you have, is just not conducive for the kind of life you want to live. You have to, you know, find a way to adopt those and to become that but you can't act it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't really believe in, you can't act it, you have to be it. And I think that's a, um, you know, I, I, I just think that's such a crucial thing. And be, being it is like, okay. Uh, being it is the leader or uh, the employee that everything they say makes sense because it's what they do. You know, everyone has had the boss or been around, you know, the, the owner or whatever that says all this shit. But dude, when it when it's time to work, where the fuck is he, right? And and he's not even setting the yeah. example. So you know, when I'm talking about being authentic, it's just like if you're gonna say all this stuff and not back it up, it's not going to work because people who you work with or work for you, they are not going to respect you. They're not gonna tell you they don't respect you because they wanna keep getting a paycheck, but they're not going to respect you and your organization isn't going to run smoothly because you're a fucking fraud. You're a fucking fraud. So you have to do what you say 
they should do, right? And the way to do it is to always humble yourself and say, regardless of how much money I make or, or what position I'm in, I am not above anything. I'm not above, and I, you know, I'm sure you've heard me say this, I'm not above fucking sweeping the floor. I still sweep the fucking floor. I, I still stock shelves because I'm not above it. And if they need stocked and I'm not on a call or something, why the fuck wouldn't I contribute to my business? Oh, because I'm, come on. Like that's stupid fucking thinking. And you set an example when you do that. You don't need to say a word. When people see you do it, they're like, all right, I respect that dude. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right. I wanted to like um, switch gears to something you said, you know, a few moments ago, you kind of talked about, you gotta be tough. You have to have that mentality. Like, you know, you, your feelings don't just like really don't matter. Um, and I think where I want to just get in a little bit of a discussion is like what, what has happened right now is like we have this concept on the playground, like what the rules are now. Like everyone gets a trophy. You, you know, your mom's going to like fight for you instead of you take, picking your fight. And then you'll say, well, it's not like that in the real world. But I think what's going on right now is like corporate America is turning that playground into like it is. We have cancel culture left and right. It's it, it's just a fact. So. So what are your thoughts around that? So we are, if, if it would be like corporate America was still like this ruthless, you know, 1980s, like mentality of like capitalism and like greed is good. And, and but on the playground level, we were like all like coddling our kids. I think we'd setting, be setting up our kids for total failure. But now I'd see a lot of people making the argument. Well, honestly, if you look at corporate America, we do value feelings now too. So you can right. succeed by having this like mentality of like a bailout. So what are your thoughts around that where we've actually changed our culture to fit that narrative on the playground. I think, I think it's total bullshit, but it's, it is reality, right? So if you're a free thinker and you, and, and you want more for yourself, um, don't get involved in corporate culture, right? Go do something on your own, right? But you have to have that fire. And so, so I agree with you hundred percent. If you're going to, uh, get involved in corporate culture and, and go for a job like that, then, um, yeah, we're in a place, dude, it's so fucked up. We're in a place where you are made to feel guilty if you don't announce how you feel about certain things. Mm -hmm. Because the First Amendment, right, the freedom of fucking speech, all it goes both ways. I don't as long as I'm peaceful and whatever, I don't need to say anything, but I can also say anything. But if I don't say anything, now we're in a place where I'm the fucking problem. That this is like, you know, we're in no man's land. So I agree with you with what you said. And for me and for people who are free thinkers, there's lemmings and there's free thinkers. And I'm not going to call one bad or good. But if you're a free thinker, uh, corporate America is a dangerous place because you simply could say something that would be accepted three years ago. And now you're fucking out on the street. You lost your job and you're getting death threats in your Instagram. Hmm. Yeah. Does that worry you? Does that keep you up at night thinking about like what's going on with the country and like this cancer culture and corporate America? Like, does that yeah. worry you? Yeah, it hmm. does. I, 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 absolutely. Because um, I've never in my lifetime, you know, uh, had to espouse my views to be off a hit list of, okay, he, okay, let's check him off the list of he's not the problem. Right. So what do you, what, what do you feel? What do you think? motherfucker that's my business that's why our parents grew up telling us don't talk about religion or politics right we that's like that's like the common thing don't do it right so if you do it if you do it whatever if you don't do it you have the right not to do it don't yep. don't tell me if i don't engage with you 
uh, and and confirm your narrative on on anything that I am a problem. I am a problem if I disrupt you and I don't respect you. So yes, it does keep me up at night and it questions uh, makes me question whether or not I want to uh, bring uh, a kid into this world. And it, it also mm. complicates how you manage people. Uh, you know what I'm saying? How you manage younger people. It fucking complicates it. But it is what mm. it is. I'm not going to complain. You have to adapt. But you cannot give up your values. You have to find a way to keep your values while adapting in this really bizarre world. Yeah. Very nice. I, no, no, just another off-topic question. Like, are you, do, you still, uh, do you still stand with your M MYD program? You know, the, I know you, you talk about this quite often and, you know, it's a, always a controversial uh, topic to talk about in the workplace. But I mean, just since yeah. we were talking about the workplace and for if anybody doesn't know what the MYD program is, maybe we can, I don't know. Yeah. Because I know so, we talk about it sometimes too. Absolutely. So the MYD <laughs> program was our uh, highest downloaded episode by like nothing was even close. And it was only like eight minutes of it. But it was it just came from like... Uh, me being like uh, a single dude saying, okay, you know, um, you got girl, we all, you know, you got girls you talk to and this and that and, and how like when you're fucking, when you're horny, how stupid, how stupid some of the decisions, like decisions. And, you know, I'm big on, uh, when I give my word, uh, that's my word. And, you know, you can pl plan on it. But when you're horny, it, it's almost like being on a drug. So MYD <laughs> program stands for like man, manage your dick program. And, and basically it's like if you're about to say something to a girl that has implications beyond this second or just anything, man, putting anything in writing, manage your dick. And the way to manage your dick is fucking jerk off at that moment. Get the fucking shit out of you. And then you will be amazed. I've tested it many times. I still manage my dick when I have to. Um, you'll be amazed how clear you your, mind, your mind becomes because you're like, dude, I was about to send her that. Like, who, <laughs> who, who was that person? Yeah. It, it wasn't yeah. a person. It was it was your dick. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and then you got the, the stuff out of it. And um, then you can think clearly. So I, I really yeah. do believe that helps people. Uh, especially in this hypersensitive um, corporate culture, right? Like you can't say mm -hmm. a fucking word, bro. You can't say a word. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I particularly like that that episode as well as uh, when um, you know how I mean. So I, I I grew up with two two mothers as well. So you know I'm okay with like the you know gay culture and all this. But I remember there's one episode where you had you went on about like what's this uh, you know one day then you want to be a DVD player and then you want to be a, a dude with like a unicorn and ten penises and then. You know, I remember that that shit was so funny, man. I listened to it back yesterday, and um, I just no, I just yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Dude, I res I respect all those people, but at the same time, I think it's pure comedy that there are seventy one or something recognized genders. Ninety now. Ninety. Yeah, it's more. Yeah. yeah, and in the workplace, you 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 could be a llama, like you have to say, like <laughs> you have to refer to me as as a llama today, and if you don't, motherfucker, I'm reporting you to HR. I think that's pure comedy. But anyone who's gender fluid or all that thing, like, I don't dis, I'm not disrespecting you. I just, that's just fucking funny as fuck. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's like a, um, talking about workplace and everything. I think see like all these like different podcasters, videos, you know, Ted talks. I think really what it's all about these days is about like 
what what does it mean to be like a leader in like today's world like everything's changed like what does leadership mean and everyone has like a different opinion i don't know our, our audience looks at that too as like the millennials like well, how like how do i lead am i like this like very sensitive person that's like super empathetic am i someone that just like am i someone who's maybe ruthless or that's bad like what what's your advice to like 19 20 year old getting out of college listening to you listening to us and it's like hey i want to start a business I, i'm a free thinker i want to start a business like it's one thing it's like these are the things i need to do yes i need to create you know a website i need to know about like this xyz whatever so that's like the gen- the day-to-day stuff that you got to do to maybe start an e-com business but like there's also like the philosophy that supports your daily actions. And that's what people are looking for. Like what philosophy is actually going to make me successful in 2020. And I, and I, and I've always said like what the mainstream tells you, like this is going to make you successful. Doesn't just, doesn't make it right. Like it doesn't mean that you're actually going to end up with the kind of freedom and the financial freedom that you want. So from your perspective, from talking to 19 year old, 20, 21 year old say like, you know, think about this kind of perspective and that might suit you well. Cause you've been, you've had success in business. So I think people would love to hear that perspective. I think it's a, uh, it's the perfect balance of like uh, uh, fear and love. I think they have to, they have to fear you in a, in a healthy way, not fear him. Like he's going to fucking hurt me, but fear him in like, if I bring him some shit and I didn't think through it and I didn't do if I didn't take the steps that I was taught and I just take his time and I put something in front of him and it's whack because I didn't take the time. I, I need, I need to fear him. And also if I did take the time and I bring something to him and I crossed all my T's out of my eyes, I was up for seven extra hours, whatever. And it's fucking money. You are going to receive love. So it's that balance of, yes, you will fear me because I'm here to make money. You're here to make money. I'm paying you a salary, but yes, I do have love right in the, in this context for you, because if there's not that equal uh, balance of fear in love, you are going to get subpar shit in return. Because if Hmm. someone, if someone's just like, oh yeah, dude, here, check this out. It's, it's, it's sick. I'm like, dude, what did that take you fucking five minutes? That that's not changing anything. That's not going to improve the company. That's the same old, same old shit. It's like, bring me something that's fucking legit. And, and, right. and, yeah. and, um, I think you have to, you have to balance those things because then it makes people work harder before they come to you with ideas and, and all that stuff. And, and, and and, and, and your people are just going to be a cut above. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We just had a, I had a conversation with this, with a friend yesterday about this as well. Cause you know, like both you guys, you both are, you know, bottom of your John, do you body build? Do you body build? You... No, I just, I just enjoy, I enjoy working out. Yeah. Yeah. It's cause you know, I me mean, obviously be bigger and Perry's all is a bodybuilder also be bigger. And I remember there was one episode that you spoke about that people who are generally a bit bigger, you know, are just, just automatically command a bit more respect in a way. And it's it's just almost a bit intimidating in a way to approach someone who's you know three times the size of me. I'm only like five six or whatever. I'm like one forty, and um, you know we were talking about yesterday. It's like you know I think I, you know we were talking about coming on the show today and talking about is it better to be feared than loved? You know the Machiavellian way and exactly this conversation and and we exactly that your point. You know it's 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 situational. If if I would approach Preddy with like hey man checked out this new idea, he, he would probably be like. What about it? It looks like a cool idea. What else? 
but if you would, you know, approach, if I would approach Patty with a, just a, a well thought out plan, maybe I would get a bit more love or a bit more recognition or, you know, it may not be like a thumbs up pat on the back, but it maybe a bit more, I don't know, a, a bit more thought out of a, of a plan, I guess. But I know we were talking about yesterday. That's uh, fear and love in the balance. Yeah, like and... it's like your road. It's like your road. Yeah, it's like a road to respect, right? It's like a road mm -hmm. to respect. It's like okay, all right, well, shit. That that is well thought out. It's detail oriented. Yeah, we can work with that. So it's like okay, the next time you come and you present something, uh, it, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, you're going to be accepted a little bit more, and then once you keep proving someone keep proving to someone that you got it right. When you fucking bring something to the table, man, you got all the data behind it. You've done all your homework. Then it's like, okay, we're on, we're on the road to what something that resembles e equals, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that, that, that balance is not balanced. I think it is also like brings up like one of the like main things to is focus. It's hard. Um, I think, all types of focus, just like sitting on a, on a desk and doing work kind of focus, doing your best work focus, but also knowing that in today's world, you might have to have your hands in like different ventures, like you, right, you have different things that you're doing, your podcasting, you have, you know, several businesses. But then there's also this concept. And, and I think there's this delicate balance where I do think in order to see like massive success, you need to be like laser focused on you need to be able to cut out, you know, signal and noise. But then on the flip side, we know in today's age, like you, you should probably be able to have multiple streams of income and do several things that will help you. And they can all help you with your business. Like a podcast, you know, people think, well, that's so much time, but it's like your podcast can amplify your business because, and it amplifies your brand. People listen to your, you on your podcast. They like you, they like your brand and they purchase from you. So it's all kind of related. If you could speak about that a little bit, because that's another question we get a lot about is like, how do you remain focused and not like with so much noise going on? And I hear this, like some, some days someone is saying, Hey, pretty, I want to start like, I do drop shipping. Okay. And then two weeks later, it's like, oh, I want to start like wholesaling real estate. It's like every day they're changing their mind of like what business they want to do. And I'm like, dude, you got to focus, man. Like, stick to one thing, like stick it through. And then they're like, well, I thought I had to do have like five like side incomes in order to make it in 2020. And there's like kind of this paradox. I'd love for, for you to share your, your viewpoints on that. Yeah. So, so it's super hard. It's super hard to, let's say, bootstrap it from the ground up and, and get to a certain level where you're like doing well. And then the way you got there was taking on everything yourself and you fucking took it on and, and, and you beat it and you won. But now you're at a place where there's more responsibilities and it's like, OK, I'm only one human being. So it is crucial to delegate responsibility mm. and time. But but we just can't delegate. We need to in we need to look at people. We need to look at people as as a ladder, meaning there's absolutely no way we can go up to the fucking 10th floor if we're on the fifth floor without good people. So if we're like, oh, I got to push sales up, I got to push sales up, but you're trying to balance three things. Well, I would argue that it's just as important to invest time into two, three, four, five, six good people um, than try to push sales up. Because if you're playing the fucking long game, those people are okay. I'm going to check in with fucking Pete on this business. He's handling this, this, and this. So as opposed to you trying to fucking be everywhere, you know, Pete's your guy. You train Pete from the beginning. You pay him well. He's got skin in the game. 
Okay, so Pete's got this. I'm going to check in with him on noon on that. Okay, Mike has. So it, it, it's this transfer, and it's so hard because you're relinquishing power. You're taking everything that got you there, and you're you're reprogramming it, right? And, and it's exactly why there's so many people out there who are amazing salespeople, and they make a fuck ton of money, and then they try to put the salespeople in management positions, and it doesn't fucking work because mm -hmm. they cannot make that switch. They, they, because sales is me, 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 money, 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 sell, sell, sell. Great. That's how you got there. But now you got to manage a team of 12 people and turn those 12 people into 12 of you and give them that sales system that you had such success with. A lot of people, salespeople fail because they don't know how to deprogram that me, me, me. And it's the same in entrepreneurship. If you can't deprogram that, you're never going to build something of any scale. Hmm. I'm kind of, I, I relate to that. I'm kind of str struggling. I mean, that's a challenge I have right now because uh, me, me and a co-founder, we started a new product. It's um, it's called the Flicker Lighter. It's a, a fidget spinner lighter case. So it fits a big lighter and we also have one for the Zippo. And we just started this product recently, but I'm also finding myself where I'm like, all right, well, I, it's only, there's only one me and how, like, how, how else do I, you know, acquire good people or just all like just leadership and delegating and, and priorities and what's urgent what's not what's important what's not so i'm kind of i'm kind of that's my challenge now it's like now we started we hired interns to help us out with some it stuff and so it, it i think that's i think it comes a point in everybody's entrepreneurship career that you know you, have, you realize you can do it all yourself you know you have to keep track of accounting you have to do marketing you have to think about all right well sales and just everything and i um yeah, I think it's uh, this year I've learned like, all right, I need to be better at communicating what I, what I really need, who I, who can I get, who can I delegate stuff to, and then all. But but since we're bootstrapping as well, I forgot to mention that part. We've bootstrapped this from the beginning. We have patents, uh, and we're going around here in Massachusetts and really selling selling it to dispensaries. But there's 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 only 24 hours in a day, and I'm just I think again there's comes a point in everybody's every entrepreneur's. Uh, career that you, you have to realize that it's you can't do it all yourself and you need to there's something that's missing and I feel like for me it was maybe communicating what I really need or communicating just delegating so I, I that's 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 what I'm relating to with you when you say that I think when you say interns I think an important thing like uh it, you know at least in, in the last five years I've learned that you have to you have to be someone that they want to be. So if, if you are that person that they want to be and they can see, hear you on your podcast or whatever, interns should come in for an opportunity and they should not be paid. Insur interns should come in because they want to learn from you, because they want to be you. And mm. that should be the selling point and let them prove to you that that's why they're there. Because I am not interested, I don't think anyone should be interested in someone who's coming solely of course it's part of the equation but solely to get a paycheck if they're coming mm -hmm. solely to get a paycheck they're not invested in learning from you and hey i want to be his fucking right hand guy okay so the other interns they're fucking working from nine to three dude i'm gonna work from nine to six because i really want to be his guy and i believe that you know in four months maybe he'll start paying me right mm -hmm. or or if this business grows like i'm gonna be next to him he's already talking to me more than he talks to the other guys like you have to you have to you have to be that guy because when people are invested in your operation and they're not there to say hey where's my uh 240 paycheck then then those are people you could build with because they're proving through action immediately 
that they're there to fucking learn. And those are people who understand what business is. It's not a job. It's a fucking long road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a crucial, um, life lessons. And, and, you know, one thing I always say is like, you know, when we're trying to do several things, I always ask myself, like, you know, when I'm running a company, like what is actually moving the needle and like where I'm actually needed? Because, you know, is something that I've said, like, not all movement is progress, right? So like, sometimes we just do a bunch of shit, but it's like, are we making real progress, like real massive progress? Like what I did today, did my life really progress and not just like a small amount of progress where I'm like making and add an extra like 10 bucks or so or a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks a month. I'm talking about real progress. Like did that really happen? And I think a lot of people, they work hard and we get that a lot of the comments like, pray, I'm doing all the things working, putting 12 hour days. I'm not sleeping. I'm, you know, surviving off like no sleep and I'm not going on vacation. I'm not doing anything, but I would not seeing that, you know, that kind of progress. And one thing I always asked him to do is like, dude, take out a list and just write down all the stuff that you do, like write it down. Do it for three, four days straight. And after that, you know, we look at the list and like one of the things you see is that they're just doing a whole bunch of like tasks and they're great task masters. They do task after task after task. And that's, that's great. But the real truth is like, as a, if you want to grow your company, like if you want to get to the next level every year, if you want to go from hundred thousand to 500,000 to a million, you want to keep growing that company. There's only so much you can only task your way to like a certain amount of growth. At some point you as the CEO, have to do strategy level stuff, big level stuff that actually helps you make progress. And that's just not all just moving around, like moving around. You know, it's not really going to do much. I mean, you could sit on a table and like come with the greatest strategy of like, how you're going to acquire another business, or, like how are you going to set up this deal? But if I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. I got to just do something. I got to you know package stuff. I got to do this. And that's all needed for the business. But at some point there's this kind of gray zone. I feel with like every business where like the business owner has to like decide I don't want this to be a small business for the rest of my life that just brings in cash flow. I want to really flip the switch and become from small business owner to entrepreneur. Two different things. Small business owner creates a profitable business that generates cash flow. An entrepreneur is concerned with scaling, scaling that business to the next level, acquiring other businesses, getting bigger, getting larger, having a bigger workforce. And I think that's that kind of dichotomy. I think a lot of us haven't figured it out yet. And I think one thing you said is so true you get attached to your business because you're working on it late at night yourself, yourself, yourself. And then at some point, like you get attached to it. Now, like Peter is doing the things that you were doing before. And it's just like hard to relinquish control. Uh, but I think you have to always, you know, my, my rule always is if someone can do it, my job that I'm doing, like my task that I'm doing, you know, 70, 75% as well as I can, it's okay to delegate it away as long as then I can focus on like bigger level stuff. Like it's okay yeah. to do that. And it's tough because you know, people say, I can't find, you know, great employees. I just, they, they all suck. They're never as motivated. I was like, of course, it's not either. It might not be, it's not their business. So like, you know what I'm saying? And maybe you're just like really bad at training people. Maybe you're just right. really bad. At training. It can't be like every single person in the world is like a lazy bum. I just don't necessarily believe in that, you know? So I think that's a big component of it too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel a couple of things. One, I, I, I always say, and I believe if, if you're running a business, you have to, you have to look at it like you're running two businesses, right? The, the first business mm-hmm. is what does it need today? And, and, and then the next business is what does it look like in six months right. to a year? So you have to run it like it's two businesses, right? And then there's a difference between working hard and working smart. Working hard is like you said, uh, be, you know, making all this motion and task, task, task. It's like the company that has meetings about meetings and meetings about meetings, <laughs> but no one's fucking doing shit. Right. So I, I, I think it's like, um, when you talk about, uh, all the people you hire can't be bad, right? It's, it's like a parent saying, 
the kid, he, the kid's just fucking out of control. The kid's just out of control. No, no, you didn't take the time you needed uh, when he was fucking five years old. You put an iPad in front of him as opposed to teaching him fucking discipline. So, yeah, he is out of control now and he's fucking on Ritalin and all these antidepressants because you were a shitty fucking parent. Well, there's there, there, there's a similar thing in um, owning a business and working with labor. You need to be accountable. You need to be accountable for the people you bring in and you fail with. You have to view it as it's a failure. If I bring someone in, because it's a choice to bring someone in. If I bring someone in and they don't work, if they don't work out, it's my failure because I hired them. I, if I didn't think they were good, I shouldn't have hired them. So I hired them and they didn't work out. So sure, we could blame it on him. He's a bum. He's a loser. Next, next, next. Great. You're not addressing your problem. You can't control that person. You, you got to address the problem. Maybe I'm not approaching these people the right way. Maybe I'm not inspiring them. Maybe I am not showing them what they could potentially have here. And maybe I'm not compensating them correctly. So I think it's, it's taking accountability for the fact that if you do lose someone, there's no, there's, there's no good in saying they're this or that. There's a lot of good in, in self-exploration and saying, what could I have done better? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. This is a, uh... This is fantastic. A lot of like really, really good lessons. Um, I think for people, we talked about like mindset. We talked about leadership. We talked about delegating. We talked about like the culture today. And like one of the things I, one of the main points I think that you said is like being a free thinker means that you might not have to like sign up for like you know corporate America. And I think that's just like something that I think a lot of us like try to like just change it. And of course, I think at some point just the beast has gotten too big. You know, I see a lot of my, my friends who are just like more free thinkers. They're just independent and they just don't subscribe to a lot of the, you know, political BS. And then they get canned. They get trouble. And it's just like very, very difficult of like, how do what do you do then? And, you know, and I think the one path that we have going on for us, like while the world has given us political correctness and is like canceling us left and right, we have the ability where we have an, the Internet so we can create our own world pretty much with the Internet. And I think so. I think that's the one positive because i'd be uh, that would be a scary time if we didn't have like the internet if we didn't have our own platform and there's like a massive level of cancel culture happening like corporate america i think we would set ourselves for a massive massive problem for all these people that felt they would feel like totally disenfranchised and i and i people are already and i think by listening to you john and and and, and, and by listening to some of the stuff that we're sharing they feel like there's a way out it gives them hope and i think that's why you know, we, we come here and we do this, we do the show. And I'm sure that that's one of the reasons why you do the show. And I know I've heard Leo say it so many times, like, you know, listening to this like perspective that you have, is just like very important because it gives people like a way out. And that's what a lot of us are looking for, you know, coming out of college, they don't, they don't have like, they, they, they don't have that mindset just randomly. Maybe it just hasn't been sure. bestowed to them. They don't have any sure. friends that think like that. What are they supposed to do? And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, happy and, and excited that you you have a, a platform to share that man that's an amazing thing and that's, um you yeah. know that's great no yeah that's that's exactly me i mean i'm really literally one of those guys who was i was 25 i'm 29 now but i was 25 26 and i was i i ended up in a job and i was like is my life really going to be like this for the next 40 years this can't be i don't i didn't, I, I couldn't imagine it and then you know you start doing the exploration you start seeing like okay how do i really get out of this like who do i need to meet who do i need to network out i need to go meet people i need to work on my public speaking i need to work on sales skills marketing understand it and that's that's when you start i mean personally when i start pushing the knowledge barrier further and of, of what's possible and what's not 
and then I have, you know, uh, whether it's virtual mentors, mentors like yourself, John, or or Preddy, like a like you know, obviously good friends, good friends now, you know, I, this type of conversation, this topic, really speaks to a lot of a lot of young people and who are trying to trying to find a way. And uh, I was I was one of them as well as well. And uh, as as I was told you, I told you, John, right before the show, is like I I think uh, you do a, a huge service to a lot of uh, young men who who try to who look for some inspiration or we look for a different perspective. And um, I personally grew up without a dad. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always good to, to, to know that there are people out there who have uh, your best interest, or at least, I mean, if, even if it's tough business, if, even if it's tough, like tough luck. And we, I, I still have not heard that when I was younger, when I was, when I was a kid, my mom was, was I was literally one of those calls, like, Oh, it's okay, honey. It's okay. It's fine. You'll be, you'll be good. And I never had someone around. It was like, listen, this is the real world. You can't, this is, you can't do this anymore like the way you did it there's a reason why you're 25 and stuck in this job because you haven't been looking hard enough so i, I think um, again thank you on for, for being on the show yeah man and um yeah i'll say one thing on that before i go is that um i truly i truly mean this i feel sorry for people um who want to go into entrepreneurship who have an experience and this isn't even in the realm of business who haven't experienced pain right so whether that like, like real pain in life because i think when you go through losing a family member, or you have to deal with your parents going bankrupt and you can't live in the house you grew up in, you, you, get, you get perspective that only pain can teach you. Now, if, if you haven't gone through anything that's painful and your life has been a cakewalk, when someone tells you at work, no, you can't do that or this or that, you're, you aren't able to process it like, yeah, that's not that big of a deal. It's like everything's a big deal because you haven't gone through these things in life that make us stronger. And I just would like to say to every listener, like, you know, the situations that were worse in my life, whether it be drug addiction, abuse, all these things, I would change nothing because those, those things are what made me self-sufficient. And self-sufficient is why, for example, someone can't cancel me. You can't cancel me because I own my shit. And if you try to, I have customers that know me and they're, not, and they're gonna keep working with me. So I, I just think people don't be so afraid and don't hide from the hard shit because the hard shit is the fucking juice and that is where you fucking blossom. And it's also how you become self-sufficient. Yeah, super important. I think it does also tie in just a lot of men listening. I feel like a lot of men, obviously, and I'm, I'm not, you know, just uh, saying these things out of thin air. We get these messages and like men feel left out, like young men, they feel left out, like no one cares. And it's like, there's like, we're canceled more than anything. We have high suicide rates, like high drug, like there's a problem. Our jobs are going away, like disproportionately, you know, and and there, there is a massive level of disenfranchisement. And I, and I want to hear, I guess, like your perspective, like, what do you what do you tell to those men? Yes, go through hardship, go through life. Do you think there's room for like more mentorship? Like, what do you think, like people who have a platform like you and I, like, what can we do more to reach out to those men? And what should those men do more of? Like, should they reach out? Like, where do they find other people like them? Should they network more? What do you think they're not doing? You know, being in your yeah. basement and playing video games is probably not going to be, you know, the good thing. So what, what, do you, what, what would you, what's your message to just like young men listening? Yeah, my message has nothing to do with business. I, I, I believe, um, you know, the, the way to prep yourself for success, however, however you want to define that, is to develop yourself 
is to understand yourself. So if you're disenfranchised, why am I disenfranchised? And then once you figure out why you are, and, and don't fucking stop thinking about it until you know why you are. Don't just fucking turn on Mario Kart and start playing it. No, no, ask yourself a question. Why am I disenfranchised? And I want to tell you, there's always an answer, right? Because in life, here, here's the answer for everything. Keep moving forward. But sure, there's context to different situations. So you need to take your anger, your pain, whatever it may be, and you need to say, listen, I'm hurting myself if I don't figure out a way forward. So why the fuck would I sit in a basement, continue to play video games when all that's doing is keeping me in the same fucking spot? I need to take control of my fucking life. I need to be honest with myself. I'm fucking unhappy and I need to find a solution. What is that solution? Here's a solution. Go get a job at the fucking Home Depot. Uh, your friends are gonna make fun of you, whatever. Be, I always say this, be the best lumber salesman for a fucking year and, and, and manage a department there. In two years, you can be a fucking GM of a company that has a market cap of fucking $400 billion. And if you're a GM, you're making a, qu a quarter of a million dollars. So stop making excuses. Go make the best of situations and do not care if people or you think people are going to make fun of you. Because here's the truth. People really don't care. People have their own lives. They really don't care. They might make a joke about you or laugh at you. Go Make a fucking plan and stick to it, and don't worry about what fucking people are gonna think. I I, I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great, uh, great uh, segue to conclude. I was, yeah, I couldn't agree more. No one's watching. We all think someone's watching. Honestly, no one cares, and no one's watching. And like th that, like is like the hard truth. But like it's it it sounds like pretty depressing. What what do you mean? Like no one's watching. No one cares. And I, and you know people say, oh, pray. That's a super depressing message. I was like, no, that's the most like what you just heard John say, and like what I said too. Like what we talk about it's actually the most optimistic thing that you can hear in your life that no one cares because the minute that you know that no one gives a shit about what you do, that means that you're free to really be like, and, and be your best and like work at home Depot, work at fucking McDonald's. You don't have an ego. It's like, oh, I, that's, it's below me. But like, okay, so now you're at home and you're not making anything. And it's just like, well, my friends are going to laugh at me. If, if you know that no one gives a shit, you're going to be that person in class that raises their hand when they want to ask a fucking stupid question because you know it's going to come on the test and you're going to be the one to know the answer and everyone else was too embarrassed to ask that question. So like putting yourself out there is really important, but people can only do that when they feel that and then know that no one actually gives a shit. So that message, um, I think, is a super uplifting way to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I always uh, think about that rapper, six six nine, the rapper with the with the with the tattoo in his face. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, a perfect example. He doesn't care about what kind of rapper he he, he is. He just that's just his yeah. his brand. He's created a brand for himself. So so yeah. I, that's if I can. I mean, I don't. I'm not a fan of him at all. I just if you can, if he doesn't care about putting a tattoo and just looking eccentric. I mean. You should be able to, you know, start an e-commerce business or something like that. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. And in closing, here's the thing. It's okay. Okay, the smartest people in the world ask why. So if you don't think you're smart and you don't know about a particular subject and you want to learn more, look at people who you think know it and ask them questions. Ask why. Well, why does it work like that? Okay, so they're not going to think you're you're stupid. They're going to tell you it works like this. Okay, and then note that make a fucking note and keep asking why no one's going to think you're stupid they're going to think you're stupid if you're the fucking know-it-all right oh well it's like this be shut the fuck up what have you done idiot you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about but the guy who sits back there humbly and says why is that makes note okay why is that dude it's okay to ask why and that's how you mm -hmm. fucking learn mm -hmm. yeah but we don't we don't want to put ourselves out there because 
you know, being successful is also going to be inconvenient for a lot of people. You're going to be the person who's inconvenient. Like, Hey, like, why are we doing this? Like what's going on? Like being an inconvenience, like even in, you know, I'm in real estate and like the big part of real estate is like asking for licenses and permits, the most annoying thing ever, because you got to call people and they, they don't want to talk to you. Like you're working with the government. They hate you. They don't want to talk to you because you're cutting into their time. And so there you come there and have like an attitude. You have to call them like, stop calling me the other day. Like one of the you know people at the city was like, just stop calling me. I don't want to hear it. And they're just like, lost our temper. I was like, okay, well, I'll still keep calling you. It doesn't matter because if I want to be successful, I have to unfortunately be an inconvenience to some other people and that's okay. But the only way I'm going to be a, find that that's okay is if I know like at the end of the day, like I'm not really ruining their day. They, they, they don't care who I am, mm -hmm. right? They don't mm -hmm. give a shit. If I'm successful, I'm a total bum like sitting at home. No one gives a shit. Like no one's going to root for me and no one's going to cry for me. And these are all like important um you know, attendance. So I guess like John, one of the, the, the last things, like where can, you know, for people who were like introduced to you the first time, yeah. where can they hear more about, you know, I know you got a new podcast coming out, like just, just share with people like where they can hear more from you. So, um, I, I'm, <laughs> I know it's, I'm not a social, I, I don't like social media. I don't like what's done to your culture. So me personally, you can follow me if you want. You're not going to see many updates on my page. But um, like I said, with podcasting, I give everybody everything I have. I'm no guru. I don't know everything. I'm far from it. But I give people everything I have. And I'm uh, Tough Business, which we have not la uh, launched the first episode of, is with me and my, so I, I used to own a large uh, mixed martial arts management and marketing agency, Travis Brown, who is like the number three heavyweight in the world. His wife is Ronda Rousey, um, yeah. is my, is my co-host. And he, um, <laughs> he has a, a history with Brendan Schaub, who's a big a podcaster. They fought Travis whooped his ass, but, uh, Travis is a very smart guy. And when I met him, he didn't know much about business, but he is really, um, after the UFC, he's really excelled. So we're basically just going to get into the raw gritty shit that we believe people um, need to hear. And it's stuff like you heard on this podcast today. And it's at Tough Business Podcast um, on IG. And we also have the domain toughbusiness.com. It's not up yet, but the first episode should be dropping in seven to 10 days. Great. That's amazing. Uh, we can't wait to hear this one back and follow some more. And uh, for anybody listening, please follow the Tough Business Podcast ASAP. Appreciate awesome, that. John. John, it was a pleasure to have you on, man. Uh, and I think we had a great conversation. Um, and I think um, a lot of people listening in, they'll uh, they'll they'll get to learn uh, more from this. And you know, if they have um, some questions that um, they have, we'll send them your way. Um, have them listen to your show. And I think this is what it's all about. We have a platform, or you have a platform, connecting. Um, that's one of the cool things that podcasting does. It's a great way to network too with other people, like like-minded individuals. So I think it's always a, a privilege to be able to do that. So thanks so much, John. Um, really appreciate you coming on, man. It's been an honor. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, once we get up and running, we're, we'll run it back the other way. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome, John. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you, John. Thank you.